Hey ladies, welcome to Boss Ladies Connect. I am so excited that you're joining us on this podcast where we encourage women and inspire them to fully walk in everything that they've been called to do. We believe that each person has been created with a specific purpose and it is up to us to walk in it, to discover what it is and to allow it to fully manifest in our lives. And so each week we have conversations that allow us to evolve and grow and to fully understand and embrace the purpose call on our lives. And so ladies, without further ado, let us get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. Um, I'm so excited. We are continuing our series on recalibrating, right? And so for those of you who are just joining us, welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited to have you on Boss Ladies Connect podcast. We have been talking about this summer break that I have taken, that I took. Um, I took about two months this summer to recalibrate. And so there were a lot of things that like I discovered, a lot of insights that um, were revealed unto me uh, during this time period that I, I just absolutely have to share with my my community, uh, my audience and my ladies, okay? Um one of the awesome things about just really taking time to yourself, but not just taking time to yourself. Cause when we talk about like self-care, <clears throat> oftentimes people, you know, revert to or think about getting your nails done or going to a spa day and all those things are great, right? Uh, the actual tangible things, but we don't really talk a lot about soul care and spiritual care where we're really tending to the things going on internally within us. And so for me, recalibration was really just making sure, just like you have a car, you have a vehicle, you drive it all the time and you got to take it for a tune-up. You got to take it for an oil change. You got to rotate the tires and do the alignment. Like you got to do those things because even if you don't, the wear and tear of the constant going and going and going is eventually going to uh, prevent the car from functioning at its maximum capacity, right? And then possibly lead to breakdown in other areas. And so <clears throat> I just noticed that it was time for a recalibration. Like I needed to uh, treat or I don't want to say treat, but I need to, I needed to maintain maintenance, right? I needed to maintain certain areas. And so during this time, I just really spent some time like, you know, fasting and praying and just, but like for specific things, like every week I had something specific that I was actually praying for. And, um, and just also, I think in tuning, opening my ears to be in tune with, um, the divine revelation that was coming forth, um, through different methods. Right. And so one of the things that I, took time to just kind of focus on was finance, right? Finances. I feel like that's always, for me, it's always been a thing, right? But I don't know, normally, like when I fast about it, it's like, because I need it really bad, like, <laughs> because like, oh my gosh, I just, I don't know what's going to happen. And so like, I feel like for me, fasting regarding finances has been a last resort, and in this particular season, it's not to say that I didn't need financial increase, but I wasn't coming at it from like a, a desperate space. I was just coming at it from a like, you know, teach me, um, show me, you know, 
open doors of opportunity, creating wealth, like just, just coming from it from a different place and not so much of a like, I need a miracle right now. Like I need this to happen right now. And so one of the things that I will say is very interesting. So there were a lot of, there were a lot of pieces that have kind of come together to enhance my understanding of finances, understanding of financial stewardship, understanding of business finances and things that I um, had not necessarily, like if, if it were just left up to me, I probably would not have picked up these different books or had these different conversations. I probably would have just went straight for like, tell me what to do as far as like where to put my money and how to make more money and like those type of things. But um, I want to share with you a book that was recommended to me that I have, I did read. Um, and it was really, really awesome. And just giving me like shifting my mindset around money. So I want to pull up the title. Okay. So it's called Poverty, Riches and Wealth by Chris with a K. Um, Valen, Val, Valatone, Valatone. It's V-A-L-L-O-T-T-O-N. That book came at a perfect time um, because prior to that, um, I'm a part of a group. And as a part of our group sessions, we had a financial, um, a finance person come in. And one of the things that she asked us from the door, you know, before she got into like where you can put your money, before she got into you know, how to pay down debt before she got into saving money, before she got into all of that, she really wanted to deal with the mindset of finances. And I know, like I've heard this before, you know, I've, I've heard it before. I know that it's uh, finances is definitely tied to an emotional state in our relationship with money. Like I know that, I know this stuff, right? But what really stood out to me and what I, I want to like kind of lean into during this podcast is she asked the question, she said, you know, how many of you guys have a financial vision? And, you know, everybody went around, the, you know, went around the Zoom and, you know, some people like, yeah, yeah, I have this vision. Yeah, I do. And I do this every year. And I'm just sitting here like a financial vision. Like, I mean, I have financial goals, but like when you think of vision, you have like, I think of vision boards. So I think of like, plans and dreams and like, and like, you know, things that I'm reaching towards and I'm going towards. So that conversation happened and uh, my answer was no, right? I, that was the first time I was like, no, I, I've never really done a financial vision, but you know what? About maybe a month or so before that, somebody from a business and um, that I was meeting with had asked me, so like, what are your numbers, right? Like, so what's, what's your number? What's your financial number? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, you know, I just want to, you know, make sure stuff is paid and that there's like surplus or whatever. Um, but instantly they were like, okay, so how are we going to get to that, to to that place if you don't if you don't know what that place is y'all so I'm like that's a good question <laughs> and so it's like right that was my first like little hmm 
like, you know, what all is going on here in this particular space. But so fast forward, of course, like I just started working some numbers. So at that point, I'm just like, okay, if I get this, 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 and this, and then this, that looks good to me. Right. So it was just like, okay, that looks good. That looks like it would hit these things, but there was no like connection to the numbers and vision. It was just like, well, that makes sense. Like I pulled those numbers out my head. Um, Of course, getting them from like actual, you know, budgets and stuff that I have or whatever, but just kind of like, oh, okay, let me add some more money on here, a couple more thousand. That makes sense. Right. That sounds like that would be, I think I would like that. That was like my thought process. So, um, but the Lord was like, oh, she didn't get it. She didn't get it. She just (laughs) did what she always do. And so now I'm about to give her some more. And so then we're at this conversation, which is like a month later. And this lady is asking me about my financial vision and I'm hearing, and on this call, I'm on a call with a lot of successful entrepreneurs, um, some of them have multi-million dollar companies. And so I'm just sitting here and I'm like, oh, this might be a thing. Like this might be something that I probably should institute or like look into or dive a little bit deeper. So after she asked or somewhere in that session when she was asking about financial vision, she also asked like, you know, how did you learn about money? How do you feel about money? Like we took some deeper why questions, which I have um, explored before, but not from a vision perspective, right? I've always explored it from a spending perspective. Like why do I spend this or why don't I want to spend this like type thing, but not from a like how, how these experiences or these beliefs or these mindsets are hindering me from actually catching a a bigger vision, right? Um, And it just really showed me how limited I am, how limited I was in my financial perspective or financial thinking. So let me tell you a little bit about what I discovered. So what I discovered, number one, is that I've always just been like the just enough girl, right? If you're watching this on video, I'm going to do like the quote, just enough. So um, I've never really, it's always good to have. I, I enjoy having, you know, in those seasons when when I've had, but my focus or my motivation has kind of always been on just getting enough, right? And so when I thought about that, I was like, hmm, okay, so where does that come from? <laughs> where does that come from? And I really feel like, you know, a a lot of, some of the people I was surrounded by mainly, you know, I was raised by a single mom. And so she was doing what she, we, I never experienced like what I would say, like lack, but we weren't like living a glamorous life either. And so, and I was very aware that the things that she provided were things that she diligently worked for. I was very aware that like she would work overtime. I was very aware that things would be put on layaway. I was very aware that, I don't know if y'all know about Popular Club, but I was very aware that she was like buying things from Popular Club or Fingerhub when you pay, you know, here and here and here. And so I was very aware that it wasn't like we were flowing with the funds, um, but we always had what we needed, right? Right. And so even in that, even in like my preparation for college, I did, I spent a lot of my high school years 
um, thanks to my mom, um, you know, being involved in programs that provided scholarships or, um, you know, going, getting tuition remission because she worked at the school. Like, so everything was like very intentional, but it, it kind of also just left me with this just enough type of space or mentality. And, and it also, um, it's kind of like a scarcity mindset. Right. Um, but as I begin to dive a little bit deeper in that, and I'm saying, okay, so that's kind of, you know, growing up, but people, you know, people grow up in, with a, less than what I have and they get out here and they have great vision, right? Great financial vision. So I'm like, okay, so after high school, I mean, after college, like what kind of happened? And after college, why do you even finish college initially? I did two years and then I got pregnant. And then it, and then I had ended up having three children under the age of 24. So for me, it really like the, the enough, having enough really kicked into overdrive. I feel like I never really spent time dreaming or having vision or just, I just didn't have any time for that. And I just focused on the right here, the right now, what we have to do and let me do it. Right. And so I think that that really limited my forward thinking in that space. And so grow now translate to, you know, and the kids just kept, you know, growing. <laughs> we have a total of five children. So it was just like a constant, like, okay, what do they need? What do they need? What do they need? What do they need? But never really any, like, any planning or vision casting for the future because I was so busy living in the present and living in the now. And what we were talking about on this call was how important it is not to just stay in the now, but to stay in the place that you want to be, where you want to go. And like that whole piece, I have it, right? But I'm grateful. I'm grateful for um, this time of recalibration, right? Because it has really taught me just so much about mindset, how mindset is important and how, and how the way that I was thinking, it really was a scarcity mindset because it was limiting. So let's go back to the question. So when she asked me about vision, I quickly was like, oh, let me think of something. Like, I want to be up here the only one not saying nothing. Let me just think of something. Um, but as I was thinking of something in my head, I did remember the summer prior, I had kind of said, okay, what do I want? What do I, what am I looking for? Blah, blah, blah. And the thing I think that I said was, I was like, I want to have paid off cars. I want to have um, at least two properties that are paid off. And that was really it. I mean, <laughs> I want to be able to go on vacation but like, that's so limiting, right? Um, and as I began to pull all these things together, I began to realize that that wasn't really a vision. Those were goals. Like I was setting financial goals. Like I would like to pay off a car. I would like to, um, you know, pay off my house and and uh, attain another house and pay off that house. But the the reason why I say that those things were goals is because, Y'all, I got two cars that's already paid off. I did that almost two years ago now. Two cars that's already paid off. Prior to these two cars being paid off, I've had at least three vehicles that I've owned that have been paid off. So 
the reason why I'm saying that is because it really wasn't like a stretch of the imagination. It was something that I was going for because I knew I could obtain it because I did it before, right? Um, it wasn't really a stretch. And when I think of vision, vision is beyond where you are now, right? Vision is bigger than you. Vision is you're going to need some Jesus and some supernatural help to help you get to this place in the fullness that you want to be in it, you know? And so I had no vision. I was just setting little goals, right? Um, still dealing in the now, right? Still dealing in the now. But the thing that really stood out to me was that I was limited. I was limiting myself, right? Um, even with the houses, right? So right now I have one house and I'm still paying on the house. Um, but the idea or the 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 idea or the thought of being able to obtain two and paying them off is seems so much more attainable because this is actually my third house. So I done had three houses already. You know what I mean? All of them weren't, you know, they were paid off due to sales and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm just, when you have been in that space and, you know, purchased and sold and purchased and sold and purchased again and just been a part of other transactions with like rental properties and stuff like that it just it just seems possible right because you're in that space so it it really wasn't like a vision it wasn't a stretch right it, it really wasn't like a vision it was just another goal it was just another goal that I could see happening right um I could actually let me break it down that I could see myself doing to make happen, right? So once I realized that I was limiting myself, I had to say, what am I going to do about it, right? What am I going to do about it? So I instantly knew, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to make some adjustments. I need to, um, I need to make some adjustments. I need to, start envisioning what I want my financial future to look like um, and not to feel so overwhelmed or embrace the feelings that come along with that and then address the feelings and why are they there, right? And so when I started thinking about like investments and retirement, all these things, I begin to feel overwhelmed and what I discovered was I would be feeling overwhelmed because I would be looking at it or focusing on where I am now and not where I'm looking to go. And so that was one of the things that the um, uh, one of the ladies that was on the call, because see now they're talking about like investments and, and other things. I'm still talking about basics, <laughs> but now they're talking about investments and all these different things. And one of the things that she said was her business did not shift and did not grow and did not scale until she began to stop focusing on what is happening right now in the business, what is happening financially right now, and begin to focus on where she was wanting to be. Um, and allowing that to be the place where her energy lied. And y'all, that made so much sense to me in, in not just the area of finance, but in every area of your life, right? So if your vision or if your goal 
is to be a business person, is to be an entrepreneur, right? Is to open a business. And right now you're in your nine to five. And if all you're focusing on is this is what I do for my nine to five, why I got to be here every day? How long I'm going to be here? These people still get on my nerves. I don't make enough money. Like you're focusing in the now and you're not focusing on where you want to be. Because when you focus on where you want to be, your thoughts are changing, which in turn changes your actions, right? So if the focus is, I want to have my own company. So now you're starting to look, the focus becomes, what do I need to do to start an LLC or or um, get incorporated? Um, what type of business am I going to have? What is out here in the market? What are people doing? Is there a demand for this? Like your, your focus and your energy starts changing to where you're going as opposed to where you currently are. And so when I begin to adapt that with my finances, it began to shift the decisions I make. It began to shift how I feel about it, how I feel about my current. It began to shift um, just so many things, even how I speak or how I've spoken. And so I think that that is such a key, that is such a key thing to be instituting in your life on a daily basis, right? And and not just the area of finances, but in all areas Um, because it shifts everything. So when I started reading that book that I mentioned, um, I think it's Richest Poverty. The book is called, oh, Poverty, Riches and Wealth. He really began, first of all, he gave me some new insight to Jesus, right? Um, and and Jesus and wealth, right? And so for a very long time, I had never really thought about Jesus as having money, like as having. I just have always thought like he just had enough. Like <laughs> he just was enough. He just was walking around here with the disciples and they just was having enough, okay? They had some bread, they broke it, they shared it. They just had enough, and so he really begins to pull out some scriptures and begin to talk um, about and identify things in the Bible that indicates that God was not, he did not have any lack, that Jesus did not have any lack when he was here and um, that he was wealthy. And so he talks about the difference between being rich and being wealthy, uh, which is a whole nother conversation. I strongly suggest that you get the book and um, and read it. But he talks about how wealthy Jesus was, right? How wealthy he was. But then he also mentioned, he talked about this one thing. I'll share this one part. He talked about how, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the story of Jesus when he was um, preparing to be crucified or getting ready to be crucified. And the soldiers that were nailing him to the cross, they ripped his garment and they ripped it in four. And it says that they were like gambling the pieces of his garment. And so that is an indication that the fabric that they had, that he was wearing, held so much value that they could even gamble just a piece of it and not the whole robe and not the whole thing. And so that just enlightened me, like, my my God was good. Like, (laughs) he was good. And then like, when we started thinking about, you know, turning water into wine, when we started thinking about taking two lips, what is it, two, wait 
two fish, two fish and a loaf or, you know, the bread and fish, right? <laughs> Forgive me. Um, started taking a fish and multiplying it so it can feed thousands of people. Man, what was he in need of? What was he in need of? If he needed it, ma'am, it was there. It could happen, right? And so how he was living in that, that place of plenty, he had what he needed and more, right? And so that just also really began to shift my thinking because I think a lot of times, especially those of us that are believers, we kind of think of Jesus as like lowly and like, you know, didn't really have nothing, didn't ask for nothing, didn't, you know, and just this perception of him not being wealthy, you know, and I'm not saying wealthy because so riches is about materialistic monetary gain where wealth is about, um, is about your richness and your fullness within and, um, abundance that you carry with you. Right. And that abundance, uh, should also be reflective financially, um, but it's not just abundance there. It's abundance in, in joy, abundance in love, abundance in hope, abundance. It's just an abundant life, right? A wealthy, abundant life. And he goes way deeper. I'm not doing it any service right now. So please pick up the book. Um, but when I begin to really start hearing that, so now I, I just want to show like the trajectory, like how God, he didn't just like dump everything on me. He know his daughter, like can't just dump everything on me because I'm the one I'm like, I want to take the bull by the horn and just do it all. Right. So he got to give me, give it to me in bits and pieces so I can really, it, it can really marinate and I can really take it in and it can really like be weaved into my heart and into my spirit, into my soul and into my mind. So it can be a, come a part of who I am. And so that's why it was like these baby steps leading up to this revelation, right? And so after all these things kind of happened, I began to like, you know, I was like, okay, well, what I do want to do is bring in additional money, right? I I, I believe in multiple streams of income. <laughs> I do believe in it. Um, and so I wanted to bring in some additional money and I was just kind of looking like, what can I do? 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 And prior to taking this time to recalibrate, I was kind of like looking for all the things. Oh, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do this. Maybe child was even doing secret shopper. I'm like this, 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 like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. You know, just taking all these things. But after I began to go through this time, I'll just say of like consecration or just renewing of, I don't even say, yeah, I guess renewing of mine. Um, after I went through that space, I realized that like, you don't want to move Letitia out of scarcity. You don't want to move out of a limited mindset. You want to move from a place of abundance. And so I would begin to catch myself when I was acting or reacting based off of scarcity and not off of abundance. Because what I had learned in this process was um, there are two different actions. If I'm feeling like I'm in a great place of lack or I'm destitute or I'm just, you know, I have a scarcity mindset. I'm going to make scarcity decisions. I'm going to do things 
that may not necessarily serve me well in the future, but are meeting this immediate need right now. And I realize I can't be focused in the now. I got to focus in where I'm going, right? And where I want to go. And so I will pull back. I'll be like, wait a minute. Nope, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that because that that's something that somebody with a scarcity mindset would do. You're going to move in abundance. You're going to move <laughs> as if you are, you're good or you're in the space that you want to be in, or you're working towards that space. You know, you're going to be moving in the vision and not in right now for this immediate goal that it's not going to take you to the vision, right? It's just going to satisfy you right now or satisfy this temp, this, this, this thing right now, because I realized that that was my cycle. I realized that that was my cycle. And so when I begin to think back, y'all, I have been in so many, I've had financial, I've had another financial advisor. I've been in like different programs. I handle fine. I was handling finances for years, right? So I know all the budget things. I know all of the pay down your debt. I done pulled myself out of debt two, three times, right? Um, you know, getting these properties, doing these different things. But I kept, I would keep circling back. And I realized it's because each time I was goal focused and not vision focused. So once I reached the goal, once I paid off the debt, once I got the house, once I did whatever that thing was, they, I didn't know what to do next because I didn't have no vision. <laughs> I didn't have no vision. So what do you do? You revert back to your old behaviors and then you find yourself back in the same space, digging yourself back out the same hole and then going through the cycle again. And so this time of recalibrating has really, really been helpful. And now that I've been able to um, see a vision and 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 have goals that are beyond the now, but goals that are um, directly linked to the vision that I see, I move so differently, y'all. And I think, and I view money differently. So let me tell you about the Olatisha. Because we've had multiple streams of income, right? But the Olatisha without a vision, um, the people perish. So <laughs> the Olatisha, if you don't have a vision, you start getting money in and you just start spending or doing, you know, whatever. Oh, okay, this came in great. We could do this. Oh, this came in. Okay, cool. Yeah, want to go away. Oh yeah, this came in. Oh, great. Let's buy this. Like, and that's fine, you know, when you're operating in surplus, but when you're trying, when you're not operating in surplus, you just having the things come in and you don't have a space for it. So when I say that, what I mean is, so there's some business income in the past. I'm just going to be transparent with y'all. Business income come in, it would go to my household. It would go to my hair, whatever, whatever I needed to go to. Uh, what it would rarely go to is to the business. <laughs> uh, I mean, it would pay for some things, but it was always like, okay, what is the immediate need? I'm going to take this. I'm going to pay that immediate need. Now, y'all, mm -mm. business income goes back into investing in the business. Um, I have another stream of income that comes in and that income is solely set aside for investment, investing, 
reinvest, investing, building savings, things like that. Um, I have another income and, you know, some other incomes that we have come in, those things are um, household needs um, and savings and paying off debt and, and that kind of stuff is where that money comes from. And there's another stream of income that that's kind of like, oh, you know, if we want to buy some furniture or if we want to, um, if we want to go on vacation, then that's what that, that money is used for. And I'm not saying that some of that money might not go into savings or some of that money, that investment money, I mean, not that investment money, that vacation money may not go into debt. Uh, the goal is to pay off the debt first and then to utilize these different streams in the way that I'm envisioning them being used because I have a vision. Ah! <laughs> because I have a vision, right? Prior to that, I had no vision. So um, it is so remarkable because when I think now, so when I know like a client texts me today and they're like, I'm, I'm gonna pay this invoice today. I'm not thinking in my mind, oh, crying pay invoice, we going out to eat. Oh, crying pay invoice, we going. <laughs> oh, we could get this or we could do that. Like, y'all, that is what my mind was thinking before. What can we do right now? Client pay invoice, you know what my thought was? Okay, what is the next thing on the list that we need to do for the business? That is where that is going. I'm reinvesting that to grow other things, right? And so, but y'all, I'm telling you, this seems like ABC now. I'm telling y'all, this is this is just a straight nugget for me. Please let me know if this was a nugget for you. Because when I found out this thing, it set me some some free, okay? Concerning my, my finances and my money. Um, because it's nothing like, you know, budgeting, doing the numbers. I could do that all day. I got Excel spreadsheets and carrying on and all those type of things. But like when you have no vision, you really have no way to direct it. And like people always say, tell your money what you want it to do. I was telling my money, I want you to pay this and pay that and pay this and pay that. Right. But I, I don't feel like I was really telling it what, what I'm going to do with it, where I'm going to take it, how it's going to um, be in my future. Right. Um, so it has been absolutely life-changing for me. Uh, I'm still on the journey. Um, constantly, I keep myself listening to podcasts and things that remind me about this financial vision that I have. Um, because y'all, it's easy to fall back into what's comfortable and so one thing now I'll bring you guys in on that I'm actually working on because after doing all this, what I begin to realize is that my level of discipline has changed. Y'all, when I was in my twenties, I was so disciplined with my money. I wasn't investing it. I wasn't, I didn't have a vision for it, but I was super disciplined. Like Somebody needs some school clothes. <laughs> like I was breaking out every paycheck. Like, um, but you know, I had to because <laughs> I had so many kids and and they needed things. And I could not, I did not want them to go without having those things. Um, and I only had a limited amount of funds that I was working with. So I had to account for every single thing. Um, but I was crazy disciplined. 
as they've gotten older and they've moved out and other stuff has happened and you know we've gotten more my discipline level has like I find myself having to really work in that area of discipline so that is the thing that I am praying about now that's the thing that I'm kind of like oh help me be disciplined and so one of the things that I love about fasting is that it's a discipline it's a killing of the flesh and so that really is what discipline boils down to us doing what we have to do versus what we want to do us delaying gratification now for um gratification later and uh, maybe it's also maybe it's just not because um because I had so many kids I had to take care of maybe it's just because of the culture and the society that we live in now you see so many things that people are just selling you, selling you, selling you, selling you all the time. And then you see other things that other people have. It can really like, just make you feel like what, I should just do this now. I should just do this now. Um, real quick story. And then uh, I'm gonna let you guys go. So one of the areas that I found a little bit challenging is, concerning discipline is um so you know we bought our house in 2020 and it's a brand spanking new house um new construction and you know it costs a lot to furnish a house um ours is uh four bedrooms and like a, a bonus family room um living room dining room kitchen like you know it costs a lot <laughs> to furnish all these things um, and so, you know, everything doesn't have new furniture. We, we, I don't even think we got one piece of new furniture, y'all actually two, two pieces of new furniture. Everything was just things that we had already had. And so one of the challenging things is like, now you have this house, you live in a community where, you know, people have new houses, they have new furniture. It's the decor is beautiful. Okay. I love the decor. Every time I walk into one of my neighbor's houses, I'm like, this is so nice. Um, but then instantly the next thing that comes over me is like, girl, you, what are you doing? What are you doing over here? You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do that. And then I start going down the rabbit hole, but, but I am reminded of my vision, right? I'm reminded of my vision. I'm reminded of my plan. This for me is not my forever home. And so when my forever home come, I'm going to have the thing. I want to have the things in it that I want to have in it. And I recognize that I have to make the sacrifice now to build up to that space and, and put that those fundings and that money in other things so that I can have that forever home that I want and have it the way I want. And so it can be just challenging. Um, and it's not to say anything bad about, you know, how other people are living, but I've also realized is that at some point they probably had to do this too. They just did it before I had, you know what I mean? And so they're able to, to move in a certain space and, and to have a certain space. And so I have learned to be patient with myself on the journey where I am. And as long as I'm walking the journey, as long as I'm doing it, right? As long as, okay, I wish I would have known it when I was 20, but I didn't, I know it now. So now, <laughs> you know, I'm going to take what I know now and I'm going to take what I say, take the bull and run with it, take the horn and run with it. So 
I just want to encourage you if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I got so much. This is, she's right. Like this, this is so good. This is so true. I got to work on this. And sometimes we can feel like overwhelmed with like, oh my gosh. And then you can just get to a place where you're like, whatever, YOLO, we only live once. You know what I mean? And so I just want you to be encouraged that wherever you're starting from, just start there. Um, and, and what really, really helps is focusing on where you're going and where you want to go versus where you currently are. And then you're going to look up and you're going to be like, oh, finally got it. <laughs> I finally got it. I finally made it. So guys, I hope that this episode has been helpful. Um, we're still continuing the recalibrating series. Um, I got much more uh, to talk about, many more things that I've kind of learned during this process. And I absolutely love to share with you all. And so guys, until next time, have a great one. Ladies, did you enjoy that episode or what? Did this episode speak to you in some kind of way? I would absolutely love to hear about it. Y'all know it does my heart good when you subscribe and you share this podcast with someone else that you know can absolutely benefit from it. Y'all, we are out here connecting, walking in our purpose and encouraging each other along the way. I love meeting with you every week and I'd love to stay further connected. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Tisha underscore talks and to visit my website, www.tishatalks.org. You'll find the podcast, you'll find other videos and you'll find other courses and classes and workshops, conferences, the list goes on and on to the things that we are currently doing so that we can further connect beyond this weekly podcast. So ladies, without further ado, I want you guys to walk fully in everything that you've been called to align your passion with your purpose and go out there and get everything that has your name on it. Talk to you later.